This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. What up, everybody? Welcome to the latest installment of 84 Reasons. I am being true. No games, no gimmicks, just reasons. And today, man, we're going to the baseball diamond. I mean, I know you see this familiar face. Said, man, he, he kind of looked familiar to me. Yes, that ain't, but that's not Judd. That's Derek. That's D-E-R-I-C for those of you who don't know. It used to be a time that shortstops were actually short. Not anymore. These boys, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". But welcome. My next guest, the great Derek Fabian. What's going on with you there, Derek? Nothing much, man. Just living life. You know what? Now, Derek, I read something that said uh, it was always a lifelong dream of yours to go to Florida. I know your brother Judd went there first, but was it going to be Florida no matter what? Yeah, I mean, they offered me, right? So I had to take it. <laughs> but no, nah, I, you know, growing up 35, 40 minutes away, always being a Gator fan, I just really wanted to see myself in the orange and blue one day, and we made it happen. What is it about Ocala, Florida, with y'all, with y'all baseball players, man? Y'all got like a breeding ground down there. I mean, you, you, what is it? We we'll talk about the baseball, I guess, like circuit, uh, because I, because for those who don't know, for you to go to college and play baseball, you, your weekends as a kid are over with. You don't have weekends anymore. You living out of out of these trunk spaces. But talk about Ocala, Florida, and just that uh, baseball breeding ground, man. I'd love to take all the credit, but. Honestly, I have to give it to my brother and my dad just because they're always, yo, you want to go hit, yo, you want to go to the field, everything. So they was always pushing me. Um, we have a cage in our attic, so we always hit there. It's, it's always a good time, you know. Is it is it is it kind of like a cheat sheet to have an older brother and you kind of can see everything that goes on from recruiting to draft to work ethic talk about having your older brother Jared, who obviously for those you don't know yeah listen Jared, congratulations getting drafted what 67th overall by the baltimore orioles finally got that signing bonus right i will not talk about this man's money because that ain't y'all business but was in the draft a year before drafted 40th overall by the ball by the boston red sox talk about being able to watch your brother go through that process and what was it like having him come back and y'all get to play together all right, so I'm going to start it with the draft when he got drafted by the Red Sox, right? So we're all sitting in the living room in Ocala, and we're just chilling, and I look at the screen, and I'm like, Judd, you just got drafted. And he looks at me, he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, look, your name's up there. So he didn't really know all that. But, you know, him coming back was honestly a blessing for me because I felt like, I was so much more advanced going into my freshman year than other freshmen, just because I had that sense of com like comfortability. I don't even know if that's a word, but you know, I felt comfortable with him there. You know, he walked me through everything. He's like, this is how it's done. This is the way they want it done. So I just followed the role and, you know, helped me out big time. Playing in Florida is, is prestigious no matter what sport it is. When you talk about baseball, Kevin O'Sullivan, I mean, his record speaks for itself. Already national champion and been to multiple college World Series. What is it like getting coached under a guy with such a great pedigree? Oh, you know, I don't have enough, like, good things to say about him because he's he's helped me all the way through uh, in my short time here. Um, he's definitely one of those coaches that's going to tell you how it is. He's 
he's always going to shoot you straight. So you don't, you have to wonder where you stand at, which honestly is a big thing for me because I don't like being lost. I don't like being in the unknown of whether like what he feels, what he does. I mean, he's going to tell it to you how it is and whether you take it good, whether you take it bad, it's up to you. Talking with Derek Fabian, the brother of Chad Fabian, these the, the Fabian boys that they, they become baseball royalty at the University of Florida in a very, very short amount of time, coming from the great city of Ocala, Florida. Shout out to Ocala, Florida. I got my first car when I got drafted from Ocala, Florida. I don't even know if they got the dealership anymore. But, Jed, I, I mean, like, Derek, I mentioned it earlier. Man, you 6'4 playing shortstop. I, yeah. Like I said, I see this Tatis dude out there right in San Diego. I'm like, he's a freaking freak. I mean, the fact that, you know, that wingspan, what – Talk about your athleticism being that tall. Most of the time, you don't see guys tall as you being able to uh, play the shortstop position. Yeah, so it all started when I was, like, younger because I was never really the big kid. Like, I was always little and, like, scrawny. So I had to, like, you know, put in extra work just to be on the same level as other guys. Um, and then I kind of grew, right? So I had to figure out, like, I got to figure out how my body moves. I had different parts going every which way. I got to. I got to lock it in just because being an infielder takes a lot of footwork and being on time with the ground ball. Most people don't like think about being on time. They think about it with hitting, not so much with the ground ball, but being with footwork, you got to be on time for the hop. So that just kind of is the whole thing for me is like, if I can get my, my feet working, my feet moving, then I can be successful going left, going right, going forward and backwards. So that's really all I've tried to do is just keep my feet, uh, working and keep it up to par, I guess. Derek, how does one anticipate, like, how fast does that ball get on you? I mean, it's right there. I mean, you know, obviously the, the bat speed of these uh, hitters now is ridiculous. How You being a shortstop, how much is it being comfortable? Because anticipation got to be on your mind saying, look, man, I got to be able to feel this thing no matter how fast it gets on me. You talk about the ground balls. How much are you just being comfortable out there makes you go, look, I got to be comfortable out here because – I mean, I play a huge role in this infield. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm always, I'm not, I'm not the type of guy that's just gonna sit still and be like a robot out there. I'm gonna go out and have fun, enjoy it, uh, you know, maybe dance a little bit, <laughs> just to keep it nice and easy. Um, last year I played third, and man, I'm telling you, some of those balls I didn't even see. They were by me before I even knew <laughs> what happened. Um, but, you know, something you just got to do is just sometimes you just got to do it, if that makes sense, because when you when you think too much, you get in your own way. So just doing it and you'll be fine. Four home runs, four doubles, 25 runs, 22 RBIs, four stolen bases. I mean, that's a great freshman year, man. I mean, when you talk about being able to do it, but then this is the most this is the most impressive. 931 fielder percentage. I mean, that that that's getting it done. I mean, I, I can toot your own horn. I, I, I can toot it. You, I, I, these are things you earned. Okay. But I think it all goes back to Kevin O'Sullivan, your dad, Eric, your brother, Judd. When you guys decide, all right, man, I don't just play baseball as a young kid. I'm, I'm serious about this thing. <laughs> when did you, when did you and your brother, was it your brother first? And you like, well, listen, I'm just going to follow in his footsteps or was it, was it, like the thing as a family saying, listen, if we're going to do this thing, we're going to do this thing. Well, my dad's always told me, if you're going to do something, you better do it fully, right? Because you don't want to do it halfway, then you look bad. Um, but it's it's kind of weird, man. I, uh, I just remember, like, coming up through high school, you know, 
watching Judd when he was in high school and he kind of was like balling out, man. And I was like, okay, like he might have a shot here. And then I started kind of following the same path. I'm like, hold on, we might have some here. So it's just always been like that. And then when I finally figured it all out, I'm like, okay, this might actually, this might actually work. I'm like, I got to put my all into it. Cause I know if you don't put your all, you ain't going to get there. We in the NIL era. I saw, I mean, I sweat way, way, but what I want to say 2022, you and your brother, y'all got your own logo. Beautiful logo, by the way. Love, love the logo. Signing autographs. How how much, how much greater is NIL knowing that there, there it is? I mean, now we got pendants. We used to have shirts. Now we got pendants and different things. You know, we got emblems. How is it sharing that with your brother as well to know now, man, when you see this logo, this is me and my brother. This ain't just me or him. This is us together. Yeah. So what people don't really understand is like how close me and my brother actually are. Um, he called me right when like right when I joined, I was like, oh, I got to call you later, man. So I've called I've talked to him probably four times today, just shooting the breeze, whatever. But it's something it's something unique that me and my brother both have. We're both we're both each other's biggest supporters. So whenever he does something good, I feel like I do something good too. So it's always nice having him support me because I know I have him there. Like no matter what happens, no matter anything, he's going to be right there supporting me. So that kind of is just what it all like comes down to his family. Talking with Derek Fabian, shortstop for them Florida Gators. Now getting ready for that sophomore season. Look, he, I mean, can do it all at the shortstop position, but I got to get into this SEC baseball. Now, now, listen, college baseball is prestige. I mean, I, it, it, it is the creme de la creme. But I got to ask you, I mean, yeah, we see what Ole Miss did. Yeah, we see what Mississippi State did. Yeah, Tennessee had their best team in a long time. Didn't go to Omaha, but that's a total different story. What is SEC baseball like there? And, and, and do you have a favorite team you like to go up against? Not counting them boys down south in Miami. We know y'all got a nice little heated rivalry with them as well. Um, yeah, so SEC baseball, I remember my first taste of it was we played Alabama at Alabama, and I got a great experience because we went there, we won the first two games, so we're all hype. And then that third game comes around, and we're winning going into like the ninth, the eighth, whatever it was. And then them boys from Bama, they just turned it on and they started going. It's like, hold up, wait a minute now, like they, they're coming back, and then. You know, you got you got other teams in the league that have arms that are just almost like eye opening. It's like, wow, he can actually do that. But, you know, you never lose any type of confidence with that. You know, did you have a welcome to the SEC moment? Because, I mean, everybody you obviously you're great. You're good enough and great enough to be on this level. Was there a moment that you said, OK, I mean, I got I got to be on top of my game. Was it was it a hit? Was it a stolen base? Did you have a welcome to SEC moment your freshman year? Yeah, so going back to when we played Bama, it was our first first SEC game last year, and it's the second inning, and we get a couple guys on, and it goes to like second and third or something. So I'm I'm coming up, I'm like, okay, I gotta drive them in, I gotta do it like right now, get on it, get on a pitch, and uh, first pitch, the dude throws me a curveball, and I I swing and I hit it. I'm like, okay, like I hit it in the right center gap, scoring both the runs. I'm like, okay. This is this is it right here. Like I was I was probably one of my hypest moments or 
Or if we go to Vandy on Sunday, Easter Sunday, and we're tied going into the 10th, top of the 10th comes around, I hit one over the left field wall. I'm, I, I don't think my feet touch the ground right on the bases. I'm going to be honest. I was so excited, man. Derek, what, what Vanderbilt, you mentioned Vanderbilt, what Vanderbilt lacks in football, they more than make up for it. These boys are elite pitching. and I, What is it like going up against those guys? Because they, I mean, they're, the respect you guys got to have for them and throughout the SEC got to be huge. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously a, a really good team year in and year out. And, um, you know, just going up there last year, we played them in uh, Nashville. And I just remember they had a lot of guys that were that were very solid and nothing like taken away from them. But we had a lot of like confidence going into that series. Um, so we weren't really wavered by any of that. But they're, they're always a good team, man. Derek, how much how much scarier could your game get? As you mentioned, you, you got your brother that's watching. Listen, now he get to watch you like a hawk. Like, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like a, a unpaid coach. I get to watch the games no matter where I am. How much? How much do you do you get more criticism of Coach O'Sullivan, or the other more coming from your brother? Because he's like, look, I know what you're capable of. I've been watching you longer than anybody. I watch you come out the womb. Forget baseball. I remember when I used to hold you. Who mm-hmm. who gives you the most criticism, Coach Sullivan, or is your brother Judd? It's gotta it's gotta be my brother, man. I I ain't gonna lie. He's always on me, but it's always it's always love. I ain't gonna lie. Um, I remember I was up in the cave this summer. And I was playing, and you could live through the games so they could watch, and then I get a call after the game. Hey, why'd you do this? Hey, why'd you do that? You got to do this. I'm like, okay, I got you, man. What is it like hitting a home run? Because we all we all, we all <laughs> want to do it, right? But you've done it. Like, obviously, you can't y'all, – y'all got these these unwritten baseball rules. You can't even – you can't even admire your home run. You can't stare down the pitcher. And by God, don't flip the bat. Oh, my – you can't – that's just the worst thing. But – when you get your first one, do you say to yourself, like, did you feel it when it when it when it when you made when you connected, or did you just watch that thing maybe two seconds long and say, man, we out of here now, man? I mean, I'm just saying, like, what is that feeling like? Okay, I ain't gonna lie. In high school, I I enjoyed my home runs, man. I I watched them. I flipped the bat. It's like if I if if I hit the home run, I get to do what I want to a certain extent. Obviously, I get to enjoy myself. I just did that. Um, now on the college stage, a little bit different. Um, I remember my first home run this or last year. We were playing at UNF. I hit it, and dude, I ain't gonna lie. I hit it, and I didn't even feel the ball hit the bat. And I'm watching it go, and I'm like, oh my gosh! And I started running because I was I was scared. I ain't gonna lie. But uh, again, don't think my feet hit the ground. Talking with Derek Fabian, shortstop for them Florida Gators. Great addition. I mean, uh, the, the Fabian, uh, the Fabian uh, traditional or, or lineage coming through the University of Florida has been incredible. Getting ready for a sophomore season. This is 84 reasons. No games, no gimmicks. Not my reasons. His reasons. Derek, without a K. D E R. You know, I see. Don't get his, his mom and daddy named him. Don't get mad at him. Don't blame the player. Blame the coaching staff. They don't want to put him in the game. Derek, your dad, Eric. The one thing I noticed, as tight as you are with your brother, I'll talk about your relationship with your dad. Because every time I see Judd, Judd, he's talking about your dad. Said, man, my dad did this. You, you mentioned your dad earlier. Talk about the relationship you have with your dad. I mean, they usually say your first, they usually have baseball players first coach is his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was growing up, my dad was, you know, 
always with me, whatever I did, whether it was I played football, I played basketball for a little bit, and then baseball games. Of course, he didn't miss one of them. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm like his mini-me almost. Even though I'm taller than him, I'm like him 2.0. So he he's always laughing. He's always enjoying being in my presence, which it's the same way for me. I'm always enjoying my time around him. But he just he just showed me a lot of things when I was younger with not just how to play the game the right way, but how to live your life a certain way. There's like the right way to do things and then there's the wrong way to do things. So whenever I did the wrong things, you know, he 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 beat me up a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. But whenever I did the right things, he's like, okay, that's how it's done. What what about what about what about your mom, Jenny? So my dad's a little bit like he's like go 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 he's he's all gas and then my mom's kind of the calm down. It'd be all right. I remember I just, I literally was just texting my mom and she's like okay don't worry about it we'll be all right. Um, you know she's always been there for me. Somebody I could call whenever and she'll listen. Um, and I'll be forever grateful for that. Derek, you you represent. To me, I'm biased. Yeah, I am. The greatest university in the world to me. That's where I went. That's where you went. You, But I always have to ask this. What's harder? The pressure of being a Florida Gator baseball player or the expectations that come with it? Is both the right answer? Because both is... Yes, is, I mean, is, is, yeah, you, you doing uh, that. There is no wrong answer. You know, there's there's a certain standard we all have to look up to with my whole team. Um, and if that's not right, then we got we got to get it together because the guys that play here before us, they they paved the way for us to they they walked so we could run almost. Um, so there's that standard there that we we have to keep up for the people down the road that aren't even in high school yet. Um, so we we got to we got to live up to that. Derek, I remember when I was at Florida, the baseball the baseball, you know, uh, stadium was right beside where the new football facility. It was right there. Now, y'all over there by the Southwest Rec. You got to know about games, better know about what I'm talking about. Southwest Rec, when you talk about something as prestigious as Florida, like from the facilities to the coaches to the players to the uh, exposure, what is it like being a – because being a baseball player in 2022 is much different in 2010, in 2005, because you got social media, you got everybody. Everybody that has a social media handle got a freaking opinion, and they don't mind. They don't mind telling you how do you how do you deal with the exposure that comes with being a Florida player, and how do you keep it under wraps? Saying, look, I can't say what I want to say because of the position I'm in. How do you how do you balance the two? Honestly, man, during the season, I try to stay off social media just because there are are people out there that you know they're haters, which is okay, you know, let them hate, but I try to not let that affect me, because I know once, once your mind starts going, you're going to start spiral, um, you know, a big thing that helps me is, like, I got, I got, uh, little cousins that are probably five, six years old, even younger, so I have to be a role model, role model for them, and that goes for every kid, that comes to the Florida baseball games. I want them to look on the field and be like, yo, two, three plays the game the right way. And I, that's kind of 
always what I go back to is like playing and not worrying about anything except, you know, being that good person, that good role model for the younger generation. How long did it take you to accept that being a role model? Because a lot of times we don't know what comes with it. I mean, I want to, I want to go through the circuit. I want to go through uh, summer baseball, which is crazy for those that do it. Now, like now I'm at Florida, certain things, before, yeah, I'm signing a national letter of intent. They don't role model ain't on that or being an influencer ain't on that, but all that stuff comes with it. When did Derek Fabian accept the fact that I'm going to be admired, I mean, sometimes revered by, you know, the younger generations of baseball players? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, uh, when my first, when my first little cousin was born, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm the closest one to him in age. So who's, who's he naturally going to look up to just because, I can be there and he sees me as this, you know, big, big human almost. And I, I want personally, just for the Fabian name, I want everybody in the Fabian uh, family to be a good person and somebody that is respected. So I knew once, once he was born, I was like, okay, it's time. Like, I gotta be, I gotta be a grown up almost. Derek, you talk about the Fabian name, you talk about your brother Judd, you talk about your dad Eric, you talk about your mom Jenny, you talk about your little cousin who you closest to in age. Mm -hmm. And you can, we kind of talked about it during this interview, during this conversation. What would you say to all of them? Because even though your little cousin is still, you know, you're trying to figure out what he's going to do growing up, but your parents, your brother, this incredible community of people you have, your, your, your support system, what do you say to them now that your dreams are coming true in real time? Man, uh, you got all emotional on me, man. Think about my family, but nah, I'm, I just want to tell them that I would not be in this position that I am today without them and that I love each, each and every one of them. He is Derek Fabian. Listen, we're talking about four home runs, four doubles, 25 runs, 22 RBIs, four stolen bases. That's what he did as a freshman, people. Getting it done, I mean, at 931 fielding percentage. The Fabian name is baseball royalty. Every school got royalty. In football in Florida, it's the Jackets, Jacksons. Willie Jackson Sr., Willie Jackson Jr., Terry Jackson, Ashley Moore. I don't know who it is in baseball. I mean, I don't know who it is in basketball. I'm sorry. I don't know who it is in track. But when it comes to that diamond, listen, if you're looking for Derek and he's not playing baseball, go to the nearest, listen, go to the nearest uh, you know, spot where they play golf. He's probably out there on the links because that's what he like to do. Cause it's quiet. Can't nobody yell at him outside of saying four and hope that somebody else and not him. Hopefully he only need one set of balls, not two set. I don't play, I don't play golf because of that reason. But I remember when I interviewed your brother, Judd, you followed me on Twitter. I said, I'm going to get Derek on. He's easy. D-E-R-I-C. He don't need the K. Unless you're talking about K's. That's money, by the way, for those of you who don't know, but he is Derek. I am Ben. This is 84 reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reasons. We talking about the Fabian reason. There's 84 reasons. You be you, I'm going to be true. Y'all be good. Talk to y'all next time.